Hey everyone and welcome to Developer Tea. My name is Jonathan Cottrell and today I have the pleasure of interviewing Ben Lesh. Ben is a senior UI engineer at Netflix. At Netflix, Ben is actually working on a lot of reactive programming. Specifically, he's working on front-end JavaScript reactive programming. And that's exactly what we talk about in this interview. It's a two-part interview. Make sure you check out the second part. Uh, and make sure you follow Ben on Twitter. His Twitter handle is at Ben Lesh, B-E-N-L-E-S-H. And then tweet at him and say, thanks for being on at Developer T. Uh, if you send him a bunch of tweets, I will appreciate it, and so will he. Now, let's get to the interview with Ben Lesh. Ben, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you for inviting me. I'm excited to talk to you because I, I watched your uh, your presentation at NGConf. Uh, I guess more accurately, I listened to it, and you and I were talking before the show started, and uh I was just, I was impressed by, first of all, your stage presence as another person who does like speaking for people. Uh, that's not an easy thing to do. Uh, you're right. You're right. It, it wasn't uh, easy for me at the time. It's just a matter of, I guess, preparing ahead of time and, and practicing and, you know, taking a deep breath every now and then when you're, when you're looking out at that many faces. So. Sure. And what's interesting to me, though, is that like of all types of people, you work at a, you know, a, a company people might would have heard of by now. It's a little startup uh, that does these videos. Can you tell me about what you do? Uh, sure, sure. I'm a, I'm a senior UI engineer at Netflix on the uh, Edge Tools and Insights team. So uh, what, what I work on there is a real-time streaming dashboard that's all browser-based, uh, targets evergreen browsers, and it's a real-time streaming dashboard of all of the events that happen in Netflix Cloud and on their devices. So you can imagine everybody's um, movie starts or you know, all the various services that Netflix runs and, and uh, you know, when they spin up or you know, get torn down or all of the latency vectors and that sort of thing. So there's a, there's a lot of data that we cram into a real-time screen. And that's, that's what I work on. Yeah, I bet there's a lot of data. I, I can only imagine how many different types of services that you're having to integrate with on a daily basis. Um, so right now, what I do is we, we hit a, uh, a backend server and the back, that backend server goes through a, a collection of servers called uh, Mantis. It's a collection of services. And what they do is they actually operate in tiers to step all of those events down and aggregate them into something that we can consume. And uh, mm -hmm. it just plows it out to us over a net, uh, over a WebSocket. So. Interesting. So that kind of helps unify all of the data coming in, I'm, I'm assuming. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not something that I would want to do by connecting to multiple services directly from the browser it uh oh, we, yeah. we do some of that we do some of that but most of it goes through a single backend uh service because it, it would just be way too much to uh try to coordinate all that in in a single thread and and you know keep my code base small so i bet i can only imagine so when you say uh coordinate all that in single thread you're referring to the javascript environment right Right. That's right. That's so, right. And, and you're, most of what you're doing is front end JavaScript work, essentially. Oh, all, all of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And are, are you guys, 
So I know that you spoke at NGConf, but you mentioned that you worked with Ember. Do you have any particular tools that you kind of stay within or do you keep yourself pretty open in terms of what tool to use on a given thing? Well, I'm, I'm very open. So when I was hired at Netflix, I was actually hired for my Angular expertise. Um, and prior to me starting there, they had contracted Eric Brin, who's an Ember core team member and, and gotten the project started in Ember. And they were like, Hey, well, are you willing to work in Ember? And of course. I'm, I'm always, I'm always willing to try new things. I'm always willing to, uh, to, uh, learn new things. Um, that's honestly the best part of my job. So, so yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, always open to new tools but for this particular project we've got a lot of momentum in ember so you know i don't see it switching gears anytime soon sure um that makes sense yeah it seems like uh and you you were mentioning in your at, at ngconf uh the culture at netflix is is a good culture i, I don't want to blanket statement that too big because it's going to sound kind of buzzwordy but uh explain to me kind of okay so when I think of good culture, I think of uh, enabling learning, for example, and enabling exploration and uh, being able to uh, solve problems in new and creative ways. Uh, what do you think about uh, Netflix, the culture at Netflix? Can you just speak a little bit to kind of how you guys work internally? Uh, well, I mean, enabling is probably the best way to put it. They 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 have this, uh, it's, a, it's a culture of trust. So they trust that I'm there to make good decisions and that I know what I'm doing. Uh, so really, um, you know, the, the supervisors I've had at Netflix have been very much a part of helping me, you know, helping guide me through the decision-making process, but, you know, mo most importantly, kind of giving me what I need. And then, you know, they, they kind of get out of your way. They let, they let you do your job and they let you, make the decisions you feel you need to make. And, you know, if you feel you need to use some newer technology or, you know, if you, if you have a, a demonstrable good new or good way to, to try to do something, uh, they're very open to it. So, but it's, it's all about, you know, me being responsible for my own output, and my own results. Sure. Yeah. So. Which, which I believe is, is really essential to uh to being able to work in an environment where where you're able to learn right because uh, we all know as developers that things move fast and you mentioned one of one of the funny things you said at ngconf was uh that if you have a slow javascript app you wait a year and it's two times fast faster uh because things progress so quickly right and that may not be true uh, anymore because your specific point then was about CPU cores and uh, <clears throat> the fact that they aren't going to be getting much faster than right. they currently are. But uh, the point was that things are constantly changing uh, and you can expect them to change. You can plan on things to change. Uh, and for you to stay up with that, you have to be able to learn. You have to be able to explore. And uh, I, I think it's it's totally... Um, it's it's not even a a option anymore to have a culture where learning is enabled. You it's it's like a fundamental thing. You have to be able to have that culture, uh, or at least enable developers to learn in their off time, uh, whether that means giving them extra off time or free hours to explore things or whatever. Uh, I think that's completely essential, um, especially now, especially for front end. Right. Yeah. I, I would, uh, I would say that's true. Now, one thing I, I would say though, is I, I would put the, 
I would put the onus on the individual for, you know, promoting their own learning. Uh, it's, it's good to have a company that allows you uh, the freedom to do what you feel you need to do at work to, to get things done. However, I was just having this discussion with a friend of mine the other day about how, you know, he was saying, oh, my, my particular job is, is boring. And I, I told him, I said, you know, I can't, I don't think I've ever had a development job where I didn't have some downtime. And, you know, I've never been at a development job where there also wasn't some need, some, some hack that you've thought of that you could, you could put together to make life a little better for the company or, or for yourself at the company. And, yeah. you know, therein lies an opportunity to try something new. Mm. So, you know, a job is really about as boring as, as you make it. Now there are, there are some places where you can't get away with that sort of thing, I'm sure. But, but, um, I think it's very important that, uh, people push themselves to do things that are hard. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the things that I've learned, uh, about, angular uh or about ember in fact the the way i was discovered by netflix was was because of this um stack overflow which i think we're all familiar with uh when i first started answering questions on angular on stack overflow it was to learn angular because i didn't know anyone who knew it there wasn't a lot of good documentation so i would find questions that i did not know the answer to and i would learn the answer and answer the question so that was like a a goal i had to to try to learn angular and and actually it was my Stack Overflow account that grabbed somebody's attention at Netflix. Um, wow! Whenever I was recruited, so uh, you know it it pay it can pay dividends in other ways, I guess too. But you know, I, I always always say to people, if you're not learning something new every day, you're probably just forgetting something you used to know. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's yeah. it's it's very very important to uh, to push yourself to learn new things. At least in my opinion. That's that's really awesome that you that story about you using uh, Stack Overflow to learn. We talk about learning about learning on on this show, the kind of meta exploring how different people learn. Uh, And that, I think, is a really good one to hold on to Uh, for anybody who is trying to learn something. Go and find out what other people are asking about it. Uh, If you don't have a project to work on, especially like we, we've said on the show, and Ben, you can maybe speak to this a little bit more. I've said multiple times that the best way to learn is to, is to actually work on something, work on a project, even if it's a pet project, uh, put a real problem in front of your face. But what you're saying is you are putting real problems in front of your face, just not your own. Right. Yeah. I mean, other people are going to find problems, you know, at n times faster than you, where n is the number of people more than you, right? So sure. <laughs> there's, there's, a lot of problems out there waiting uh, for someone to solve them. I mean, realistically, so I wouldn't do it for the Stack Overflow points or you know whatever yeah, their scoring yeah. system is. Um, but uh, it's definitely worth going and and uh, I mean, even just checking out problems that have already been solved. Like if you're reading through them, you know, sort sort by votes, go through and find something that looks kind of interesting and uh, and check it out. I mean, there's some there's some pretty cool stuff out there. Yeah, I actually learned uh, quite a bit of Ruby, uh, well, Rails stuff. Um, there was one guy who was looking to, it was something to do with a database query. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I did the same thing. I actually decided, you know what, as part of my learning exercise for the day, I'm going to sit down and figure out a really performant way of handling this query. And I wrote the thing out and it actually ended up 
becoming like the the top answer for that question, uh, which is valuable in a lot of different ways. It's but most importantly for me, I learned that day, you know. And so, regardless of that little number <laughs> ticking up next to my name. Uh, I actually was able to learn something that I could use in the future about databases. Sure, sure. Speaking of databases, um, nice little segue there. You guys, you mentioned a really incredible uh, statistic. I'm sure you mentioned you've you kind of, this is kind of pounded in your head every day. But uh, Netflix handles how much of the bandwidth? In North America, you said like uh, one third. It's, it's more than a third, so it's thirty-five percent. I think is the last number I saw. That is an incredible amount of data. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's. Uh, but that's the the funny thing is that um, you know. So that's just the that's just the bandwidth we're using. Uh, we I just I had we had a an internal meeting yesterday, and somebody said something, and I'm paraphrasing here, but. It, it was something like uh, Netflix is a metrics engine that happens to stream videos <laughs> because we, we have a lot of, a lot of metrics, a lot of data on um, just about anything you can imagine. Like any, anytime I think, Hey, do we have data like this? Like, you know, geolocated who started watching house of cards, right? Like you can get that. There's, they, they have a, a a very, very, very wide variety of, of metrics that they're collecting uh, to nearly insane degrees, I think. Yeah, I would imagine that that there are a lot of insights that can be... I'm going back to my master's degree. I did a little bit of, uh, of work with recommendation engines uh, in my master's degree studies. And that data is probably very rich. They can, I, I can imagine they could predict just about every show that I would watch uh, at this point. Right. Right. And you're also looking at, you know, data from tens of millions of users across, Mm -hmm. you know, millions and millions of devices and all of the people rating movies and, uh, checking movies out and watching movies and, and people like you and then on your friends list and so on and so forth. So I, I think that stuff's fascinating. I haven't had a chance to work with anybody from the departments that, that come up with those, with those suggestions, but, uh, yeah, they've they've got a lot of data they can work with. So. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm going to show my business ignorance here, but uh, there are things like taking multiple variables into account to determine, you know, what is the most likely next step for somebody. So, like, you can imagine that there are probably, let's say, five thousand people who have almost exactly the same tastes as you, and if four thousand nine hundred ninety of them have watched one show that you haven't watched, then it's very likely you're going to watch or you're going to like that one or you're going to watch it eventually. Uh, that kind of prediction, I, I would imagine at Netflix is like par for court, par for the course. Uh, possibly. I'll have to be honest. Um, my knowledge of how they, how they come up with their recommendations is, a, is about a, as good as any of your listeners. <laughs> I don't, I don't work directly with with that uh yeah that particular piece so but you're on the opposite side so you're working with internal teams and how many people are using or well i i guess how what who is using uh what you're building is that all of the internal teams or is it like just data analytics folks or how is how is it being used it's uh currently it's being used uh primarily by the people in the the edge platform team so these are the people that 
work on uh, all of the um, cloud services and uh, you know, reliability and that, that sort of thing for uh, the Netflix cloud. Ah, okay. Um, it also gets used by uh, well, oddly customer service. So the, the top tier customer service will be able to use some of the tools that I work on that to be able to go in and, and say, you know, hey, what's happening with this particular user's account? I can look and I can see that they've started streaming here and it went up to 480p and then up to or 420p and then up to 1080 and so on and so forth and and get like different error events and that sort of thing off of off of people's accounts to help them out when they call in with with problems. That's really so. interesting. You know what's interesting about this is that there is a a whole section of Netflix that your job just doesn't even have to like you don't even have to be aware of those pieces which makes it like you're you're working on something entirely different in a totally different compartmentalized piece of the company uh but still empowering like a, a completely separate part of the company sure. which i guess is 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 normal uh but i think a lot of people at tech companies they think that they have to have like it, let's say for instance i wanted to go and work at netflix I might would think that I have to have, you know, a lot of knowledge about, uh, t I don't know, television shows or something, which just right. probably isn't the case, you know? Yeah. That's, I mean, not unless you were, you know, part of a team that was acquiring television content, maybe then it, then it would be important. Right. Right. But, right. Uh, what they generally, uh, what I've seen at Netflix is they hire people that are experts at, at a given field. And then, you know, you, you have these, these people that individually are, you know, an expert in front end or an expert in back end or an expert in, uh, you know, maybe DevOps or, or, or something like that. And, and uh, they each kind of, we're not siloed. I mean, we're all part of a team, but we're each kind of working on our own piece of an overall system. And uh, with, uh, with all of the, the freedom of responsibility they give everybody, everybody there, I mean, people do dive into other aspects of that. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, the really great thing is everybody that works there is truly an expert. I'm, I'm always impressed every time I've talked to anybody about anything uh, about what they're working on uh, at Netflix. Or, or the other thing is that's particularly impressive is uh, Netflix hack day. So that's uh, they do that once a quarter, I think. And they, everyone comes up with their own little Netflix related hack projects that they do. Uh, a friend of mine, Jeff Bush came up with uh, like a globe that uh, visualized stream starts ah. uh, for, for people like real time. So you could see uh, around the globe, like geolocated, like who's watching what and as it was happening. And of course it's flickering and it's amazing. Very cool. Uh, another team made a uh, uh, Nintendo and NES cartridge that played Netflix, <laughs> I guess. Now I haven't seen this, but my, my, what I was told, this was actually going on during NG comp. What I was told is it actually played like an eight bit, you know, blocky version of the video too. <laughs> That's fantastic. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's some really, really smart uh, people that work there and uh, everybody that works there is just tremendous. So very, very great place to, to be, to meet smart and interesting people. So listeners, you might be detecting uh, that we're, that we are 
kind of obviously being positive about Netflix, I just want to make a disclaimer. Netflix is in no way giving developer team money right now. Uh, this is entirely a nat- just a conversation between me and Ben. But I know that Netflix is hiring, and I, I'm relatively certain that there are people listening to this show uh, who Netflix could be the next place that you work. Uh, ben, can you tell me what they need to do if they're interested in that kind of thing? Uh, yeah, you would go to jobs.netflix.com and I would recommend looking at the, uh, the slide deck there. Um, that what it, it talks about Netflix culture. And I have to say, every time I say culture, uh, and I, I know I said, this is NG comp too, uh, or I hear someone say, Oh, our culture is great. I just think, Oh, that's, that's bull. That's just, you know, it's like a, it's like a company tagline. Right. But it, it really, it really isn't bull. I've, I've been there for a year now. And, um, it's, I mean, it's, it's lived up to whatever hype they, they gave it before I started. So it's, uh, it's been, it's been really great. It's been really great. Awesome. So go check out jobs.netflix.com. Uh, if you're interested in working with Ben. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of developer T with Ben Lesh. Make sure you check out the second part of the interview with Ben, Uh, We will continue talking about reactive programming. We also talk a little bit about imposter syndrome and Ben's unique approach to handling uh, imposter syndrome. Thanks so much for listening to Developer T. Uh, Without you, the show would be useless and meaningless. And so I I really appreciate your time. Um, Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Developer T. You can reach out to me there. And if you would like to support the show, go to developerT.com front slash donate. Uh, Any kind of donation is a huge help. And I see every single person who donates to this show. Uh, It is a huge help uh, to get those financial donations. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, enjoy your tea.